Hi, I'm Mo Maduro, and this is the Active Life Over 50 Podcast, providing insights and support for your life expansion and self-actualization journey. Today's episode is transformation. It's time to transform. And today we're talking about transformation. So yesterday we got into expansion a little bit, and so we got pivot, we've got expansion, and now I'm talking about transformation. We could break it down more. And we talked the other day about pivoting between passion and purpose. With transformation, we already talked about you know, giving something up and it's necessary. I actually look at it like seed and harvest, seed time and harvest. Because the energy of the seed works with the soil and the nutrients and it builds the oak tree. Energy does not get destroyed and it does not get created in a closed system. It can transform, but it doesn't get destroyed. It doesn't, it's not created. And so if you have been putting the work in, you're building a project, energy that goes into that project can create something. So if you build a car, that car can then drive you places. If you create a movie, you put energy into that that film and that film can then generate revenue because people exchange their money, which they earned through expending energy, and they pay to see the film. Now, if you don't manage the energy, it just dissipates. It's still there. It's just not in a usable form until you recapture it. Now, back to the transformation. If you think about that nice ebb and flow of an upward trending line, when you're taking those dips, I look at that as we're putting the seed back into the ground, so to speak, and we're allowing it to grow and blossom into something bigger. So it's trading off the energy that we stored up in that last run up. We take that energy and we transform it into a new project, a new outcome that takes into that next level. And this is not always about money. It's about whatever it is that you want to accomplish. But as you think about it in the context of energy and seed time and harvest, it makes sense that we're giving something up. That seed has to give itself up in order to become a tree. It can no longer be a seed. And just like the energy that we that was built up and stored in our last project, the last run, may have to be, you have to let some of that go to become the new thing. I talked about the balance sheet, right? You build up a nice hefty balance sheet, but some of that balance sheet gets used to go after the next project. I'm just talking about it in conceptual terms to have some examples to come back to later on. So now if you go back to thinking about this nice ebb and flow upward trajectory and keeping in mind that as humans, we don't like to go backwards, so that hurts. We don't like the unfamiliar, so that makes it painful. And we don't like being uncomfortable. So all of these things makes it difficult to do what's necessary to have those transformations. The, the backfilling, the seed time and harvest, letting some things go so that you're lighter and can move forward into that next level. The other thing that happens is because it's conditioned, it's not necessarily a natural thing, but it's conditioned that when we take a setback, we have a serotonin dip. The serotonin dip, we don't like the way that feels. We want to get back to normal, which is why we often abandon going after a goal because we just don't like the cognitive dissonance of those serotonin dips. There's other ways of saying this, but the bottom line is in order to have a breakthrough, you're going to have to go through some discomfort and some confusion. And then when you get through that breakthrough, it'll be worth it. But oftentimes it's too difficult to hang in there. The longer we've been flatlining, so I use that example of the nice upper trajectory, but then we stop trying to have a higher high. And so we start flatlining on the, the upper limit. That becomes an artificial barrier that we can't cross or is difficult to cross. And then we start forming stories. We form stories around why, oh, it's just the way I am, 
oh, because I fell into a pool one year and now I'm afraid of water. You know, whatever it is, we have a story. I can't do that because my family's never been able to do it. Or, you know, whatever the story is to make it comfortable. And those stories don't necessarily make sense, but it worked. We used it and it worked. People bought into it. They nodded their head. They validated us. And now we use the story again and again and again. And the story becomes part of who we are. What's interesting is that anything that's outside of that becomes unfamiliar. And that's, again, something that the unconscious becomes afraid of. We're going to have to work through that. Uh, But it's not just the stories. It's the triggers of anxiety. Remember, anything that's scary becomes that saber-toothed tiger. So we have to build some thresholds in there, change some thresholds, build some distinctions in there so every unfamiliar thing is not a tiger on the Serengeti. I use the example of the speed that you drive your automobile, your motorcycle, as an upper limit. It's easy. If you go above that upper limit, it's easy to go through it if you want to keep going, right? But when we're starting to talk about things like jumping out of an airplane or getting on the racetrack on a, on a motorcycle, or getting, getting on a motorcycle, period, or maybe riding a mountain bike, especially if you've had a bad crash on a mountain bike, you know, going and getting back on that. Or maybe you've seen a bad crash and it's just something that's in your, your system now. You just don't want to do it. So some of these things are a lot more difficult. And you may have something in your own. Anyone who's done a lot of skiing has seen the experience either for themselves or watching somebody else who was taken too high, too far on too steep of a hill. And the person gets scared. And once they get scared, they're done for the day. They just, they lose, it's like they've lost 70 or 80% of their skiing ability. They just can't get going. You're trying to get them down the mountain and they're freaking out. And it's it's like the entire nervous system is just locked up. And that's essentially what's happening is the neurons in skiing, you have to lean forward in order to go down the steeper hills. And because they just got so scared, they can't lean forward. None of the ski techniques work. The skis don't work. The legs don't work. They're basically shot for the day. Now, if they if they can get past it, the next day they can come out and do okay skiing. While that fear is in them, it's just no good. If you get super scared, it's very difficult to overcome it in that same session on that same day. Again, you're getting the good night's sleep, letting those neurons settle down and stop firing and wiring. The other thing is that as we get above the line, even though it's, it's a, an artificial barrier, as we get above that line, the stakes are higher, but they can be perceived to be even higher than they they were. I know when I was trading, uh, especially futures with so much leverage in futures, but the as you get into these other levels, your skills just go away because the anxiety is so great. Just by increasing the size of the position, you can double the size of a position and completely freak yourself out and not be able to trade. Um, as you get into to more leverage, the same thing happens because when your leverage cuts both ways. And this is another example of, of how you have to actually apply change management as we're going into transformation. You can't just jump into it. I've seen the same thing happen with advertisers. People advertising and they're doing well at one level and they increase it too fast and then they lose their ability to, to cut the ads or to make the shifts. They just, they're stuck. Why? Because in those hot, when the stakes get higher, there's more firing and wiring going on. And that spirals, that, that anxiety spiral. I'm talking business anxiety or goal-related anxiety, not mental health. But the 
that spiraling that happens with the anxiety. So the no, more neurons that start firing and wiring together. And before you know it, you're freaking out and you lose access to your ability. Then you get stuck. So a lot of times we'll talk about resourcefulness. We've got to be resourceful. You don't always need more resources. Sometimes you just need resourcefulness. And so that means you need to have ways of hanging on to the resourcefulness. And we'll, we'll talk about that because you've got to have the distinction so that Every scary thing that happens is not a tiger on the Serengeti. With the motorcycle business, there are a lot of risks. Obviously, you got people out on riding motorcycles that do 150, 170 miles an hour, and you just met these people a few hours before they're getting on the bike. There's obviously risks that happen. I've had motorcycles stolen. Fortunately, I had a very good safety record, but that doesn't mean I didn't have some sleepless nights. Uh, things get broken, whatever it is, and as those stakes get higher, you can feel yourself getting stuck. But the fortunate thing with the motorcycle business, I had to keep getting the bike ready for that next customer so you didn't have time to be stuck. But the reason I bring up the, the business is because there were other things. There were tax issues. There were state issues. There were zoning issues that would pop up. There were legal issues. There were letters from attorneys. There's all these things that would happen. And you could get into this trap of monitoring it because that's essentially what happens. Uh, the cortisol that gets generated in fear is to monitor the threat. Well, if you're monitoring this legal action potential and you and it's not even going to hit for five months, but you're monitoring, monitoring it for five months, that can be disastrous for your business. And this just goes on and on. There's so many examples of this where we've monitored the threat to where we end up wanting to do a plan B. Steve Harvey was the first person I heard say this. Everyone he knows who had a plan B ended up needing it. So you don't want to have a plan B. Now, that's not to say you don't have a contingency plan or a pivot plan. But the plan B, what happens is that becomes more familiar than the big goal because you've, you're running that plan B in your head all the time. You're, you're looking at the situation, you're monitoring this threat, constantly monitoring the threat over and over and over, even though it's not even going to manifest and it's not that big of a deal, but you're monitoring it. And then all of a sudden you start noticing other things that are not working right. And you just it just builds and builds and builds and builds. The next thing you know, you're needing your plan B. This transformation work is a lot of inner work that has to do with this. A lot less skill, a lot less ability, and a lot more inner work. We can talk about affirmations. We can talk about shifting your identity. But you've got to do some work at the, at the nervous system level because it's the conditioning that we've got to overcome. And you have to, we want to get into a place where we get ahead of it, where we get ahead of it. Next, next session, I'll talk about the unconscious and why it gets the jump on the conscious mind. David Goggins talks about that a lot. He, his line is something like, your body has the tactical advantage over the mind. Well, the body's the subconscious, right? That's, based, that's essentially what we're talking about. If it's scared of anything unfamiliar, it's, it's essentially kind of lazy and it's running the show because 95% of the time, the unconscious is what's in charge. The conscious mind is only active 5% of the time. So it's running the show and that's why it has the tactical advantage. So we'll get into that in the next session because it's important to understand that. And then once we start painting that picture, it'll build a nice on-ramp towards when I unpack the seven fitness areas. There you go. Have a good day.